On February 1st, 2013, a woman staying at the Cecil Hotel in downtown Los Angeles is reported missing. After numerous complaints of foul-smelling and foul-tasting water, the police discover her decomposing body in a water tank on February 19th. With many questions unanswered, the clues left behind is probably some of the weirdest surveillance tape you will ever see. You're listening to the Mysterious Bruce podcast, and tonight we bring you the case of Elisa Lamb. Welcome to a deep, dark, dank, moist basement somewhere in the bowels of Georgia. We have a new five-star review for our listeners. Yes, we do. And a dog shaking. <laughs> yes, we do. All right, all right, all right. From a JM Beer 82, which is amazing name. Best podcast hands down. I recently started listening to podcasts, and this is the best one. Love the stories, and you two are hilarious. Also, I get real thirsty each time I hear you crack a beer open. Keep cracking them out. Cranking them out. Cheers. Of course, I had to screw up because me can't read that good. No, you can't. <laughs> what are we drinking today, Coach? Well, since it's from California and it's getting the uh, witching hour, you know, we just recently had Halloween. Figured we'd drink some uh, Sierra Nevada Oktoberfest. What do you think? I do like a good Oktoberfest. I'm going to need one. You're going to have to hand it to me. Gracias, my man. Sierra Nevada's and... There's do, another one I that's pretty like good. I like Sam Adams is pretty no, good. I like... Sam Adams is a top Oktoberfest. That and Chattanooga Brewing Company, if you can ever procure it. But Sierra Nevada has a good one. All right. Tonight, we tackle... The infamous case of Elisa Lamb. Now, this case has been covered quite well by numerous other podcasts, but we figured we'd this, dip our toe in it. This is, it's long overdue for us anyway. I mean, it's, if you're going to do a true crime podcast, you have to cover this case. This is definitely top 10 true crime cases. That podcast cover. I mean, you're going to get the Brandon Lawson's. You're going to get the... Uh, Mar Murray. Mar Murray's, for sure. You're going to get the Zeb Quinn's. You're going to get the, you know... Uh, shit, I can't... The West Memphis Three. You're going to get the Black Dahlia. You're going to get all these cases that everyone covers. And this is one of them. And because it is fucking insane... The surveillance footage is insane. Yeah, when the police were, um, the LAPD released the video, I want to say within the first 24 hours, it had over a million views. I mean, it went viral quickly. When it was released in Asia, in China, I believe, uh, once it got released in China, it had over 3 million views within 24 hours. Damn. Yeah. That's crazy. Yes, it's 
extremely weird and you you know we will definitely have to post the a link so you can see it for yourself but it is some of the strangest stuff you'll ever see like yes. seriously now lisa was the daughter of hong kong immigrants who had opened a restaurant just outside of vancouver canada in burnaby and she was currently a University of British Columbia student, even though the semester had just started and she was not registered for that semester. She had decided to take a trip to California and she basically traveled on Amtrak and then used the public transportation to get around um, California. She had visited the San Diego Zoo. Um, She was posting photos that she had taken of the zoo on social media and then she arrived in Los Angeles on January 26th. And there's not a whole lot known, but she arrives on the 26th, and then she checks into the Cecil Hotel on the 28th. And I could not find hardly anything about where she was or what she was doing in those two days. Now, for those of you that don't know about the Cecil Hotel, it is near... Downtown L.A. Skid Row. It wasn't called the Cecil Hotel at that time. It no, was it was like, something. Uh, it's it's changed names forever. Stay on Main. Yeah, it was renamed the Stay on Main at the time. Yeah, at the time of her um, visit, it currently sits at three stars with one thousand one hundred and thirty-three <laughs> reviews. Um, what's odd about it is when she checks in. She's given like a shared room on the fifth floor, like a hostel. Yeah. Um, well, she is a she's a student. She doesn't have that much money, so it probably made sense for her at the time. Now, later on, a lawyer for the hotel would state that her roommates would have or had complained about quote certain odd behavior that she was exhibiting, but no one in that room has ever come forward and said. Yeah, we said that, and this is why. So I'm wondering if that's not just because the hotel's covering their ass. Maybe. Maybe not. But I don't know. Ooh. Now, the Cecil itself has a checkered past. Um, to say the least. Yeah. It was, uh, I don't know how you say it. Uh, They've been some shit go down. Yeah. That's probably the best way. There's many notable murders that have taken place or have Mm -hmm. connections to the hotel. In 1964, Goldie Osgood, also known as the Pigeon Lady of Pershing Square, was raped and murdered in her room at the Cecil. And that crime has yet to be solved. Well, a man named Jacques Ellinger was charged, but he was later cleared. Uh, the first recorded suicide at the Cecil happened in 1931. Uh, W.K. Norton died in his room after taking poison capsules. Throughout the 1940s and 50s, more suicides at the Cecil occurred. By the 1960s, longtime residents had begun, begun to call the Cecil the suicide. Uh, in addition to suicides, there other kinds of violence and disturbing happenings. In 1947, Elizabeth Short dubbed by the media as the Black Dahlia, was rumored to have been drinking at the Cecil's bar the night she was murdered. In 1964, we you talked about Goldie. Uh, 
But in the 1980s, we have some infamous Mr. Richard Ramirez and Jack Unterweger both had stayed at the Cecil. Well, Richard Ramirez, if you don't know, if you listen to this podcast, you should know, he is the Night Stalker. He would go to Skid Row area, pick off people, and then just go right back to the Cecil and, you know, get some shut-eye. No biggie. Jack Unterweger, he stayed at the Cecil in 1991 because he sought to copy Ramirez's crimes. Now, one of the suicides that you mentioned was a man jumping from, I believe it was a window or a balcony. Anyway, he landed on a pedestrian, oh, killing both, both of them. both of them. Yeah, that's so terrible. I mean, can you imagine? You're just, just going walking about around. your day. Like, man, it's going to be a good day today. Bam. Gone. Terrible. Unbelievable. Now, getting back to Elisa, she had been diagnosed with bipolar disorder and depression. Um, she had been prescribed four med- medications, Wellbutrin, Lamictal, no, Lamic, yeah, Lamictal, Seroquel, and Effexor to treat her depression and side effects of bipolar. According to her family, she had been keeping her mental illness a secret, um, she had no history of suicidal ideations, and uh, they did say that she had previously gone missing for a brief period, but did not elaborate on how long that was. Uh, about halfway through 2010, uh, she began a blog on Blogspot called The Ether Fields, and over the next two years, she would post pictures of fashion accounts of her life, Um, and then she also would start posting her struggle and writing about her struggle with mental illness. In January of 2012, she lamented that a, quote, relapse had started at the beginning of the school term, and she had to drop several classes, and this is basically the reason that she was not enrolled at the time she took her trip to California. She posted on her blog saying that she was utterly directionless and lost. And then she quoted novelist Chuck Palahniuk, stating, You're always haunted by the idea you're wasting your life. Now, a little over two years of blogging on Blogspot, she relocated her blog to the now infamous or famous, however you want to look at it, Tumblr. And basically, it's the same thing. She would often use quotes as an epigraph and continue to put photos of fashion on there. But what's odd about this blog, and it's going to be uh, helpful to, not, not helpful, but it's going to be right for conspiracy, is the fact that once she goes missing, before she goes missing, she claims that she lost her cell phone. But yet, the blog keeps updating. Which that's easy, 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 easy to do if you have a laptop. But after she goes missing, the blog continues to update. And that could be either odd paranormal type, or it could be as mundane as she had a suicide switch. No, there was a feature on there that you could 
set a time for it to post. You know, you just click, you write it all up, and you just said, okay, post that two days, three days, whatever. Because maybe you won't want people thinking. You don't want to release everything all at once, but you also don't know if you'll have time later. So that can be easily explained, or it could be exactly what the conspiracy, conspiracy theorists are thinking, and there's something more to it. It's either everything or it's nothing. That's right. <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> All right. Uh, Elisa would contact her parents just about every day while she was traveling in California. Um, on January 31st of 2013, the day that she was scheduled to check out of the Cecil and leave for Santa Cruz, they did not hear from her. So they called the LAPD and immediately got on a plane to come to Los Angeles to look for her. Hotel staff would state that they saw her that day and that she was alone. And outside the hotel, a bookstore manager named Katie Orphan recalled seeing her that day and, quote, says she was outgoing, very lively, very friendly. And she was shopping for gifts to take home to her family. She was talking about what books she was getting and whether or not what she was getting would be too heavy for her to carry around as she traveled, according to Orphan. Police would search the hotel extensively and as legally as they possibly could, which means... That sounds ominous. Yes, which means that if they did not gain your permission to search your hotel room, they had no right in there, so they had Uh, to just keep moving. Okay. Well, I've been like, well, you can if you ignore certain things. <laughs> <laughs> so they searched uh, Lisa's room and... Um, it's like, can we search your room, sir? Not unless we get really cool about... Re- uh, Some <laughs> illegal get, happenings. We get really cool about a lot of things really quickly. <laughs> the LAPD had dogs go through the building, including the rooftop, but the canines were unsuccessful in detecting her scent. Now, Sergeant Rudy Lopez would state that they could not search every room and they could only search the rooms if they had probable cause to believe that a crime had been committed. Approximately a week after she had last been seen, on February the 6th, the LAPD decided that they needed some help and they produced flyers with her images and posted them online and around the neighborhood. Which is kind of odd that they waited a week. I know she's an adult and she has the right to go and do whatever she wants, but a week? Yeah, I mean, it is. I would say it's a little strange, but again, we don't know the inner workings of the case. We don't know if that's standard procedure, but we can look at it, what happened from afar and be like, oh, sons of bitches, they lay a week. Well, her parents showed up. The only thing I think it's odd, the reason I'm not like, The LAPD has enough fucked up shit on their own. We don't need to crucify them any further than they've been crucified. But the reason I say it's odd is because her parents are on a flight the next day when they don't hear from her. You know they're at the police station closest, and then they wait a week to get the flyers out. So I don't know. But, yeah, you're right. We don't know what was going on. But, I mean, at the same time, I I could sit there and say – the fact that she had been gone less than a day and they had on a plane to come find her in Los Angeles, like the second most populated city in the United States, that's, it's, it's a, 
I mean, your your daughter. I mean, we can. You look at it as they did the right thing because we know what happens to her. But Jesus, man, with it less than twenty four hours and you're on a plane. But I think that's that's the, crazy. I think that's the culture, though. But it, well, yeah, and of course they definitely know their daughter. So I that to them that's probably it was probably one hundred percent logical warranted, yeah. and warranted, and they did what they were going to do. But again, we're looking from it from afar. You can just see odd odd behavior in the police. You can see odd behavior in the parents. On February 15th, after another week with no sign of Elisa, the LAPD released a video of the last known sighting of her taken in one of the elevators of the Cecil Hotel. And this video is from February the 1st. Now, this video is the one we referenced in the opening. And it is odd, to say the least. Well, not only that... Not only is it odd, it has been proven that it's been tampered with as well. Yeah, they're missing. It's missing a minute. There's. They released the footage, and there is about a minute to a minute and a half of footage missing. And what the police did, or someone did, and it was proven. I I mean, if you do your own research, you can look it up. I can. I think the the guy's name was Chad something. He proved that somewhere. At various parts during the tape, they slowed it down in order to make up for that time. So the the footage that they released is the same amount of time that that the normal would be, but... Yes. Which makes her movements odder. Yes, it does. When they they edit it out, they, they, they made up for the time that they cut out. But it makes her movements look a lot odder. Uh, If you look at it at regular speed, the movements are still odd, but they look slightly less odd, if that makes any sense. And if you see the footage, you'd know. Yeah, I guess we can get into it now. But she kind of, like, comes on the the elevator. She's in, like, a gray hoodie and Mm -hmm. a red T-shirt, I think. Mm -hmm. Black shorts and sandals or something. Anyway, she comes on, presses a bunch of buttons, and then, like, Tries mm-hmm. to make herself as small and flat she as possible. Hides in the corner. Yeah, the right corner. If you're looking out of an elevator, it would be the back right corner, probably. So the let's say the the camera is mounted in the top left corner of the elevator. You can see the elevator doors open. You see her climb in, not climb in, but walk in. On the right hand side is the the buttons. She hits a bunch of them, and then she hides in that corner beside the buttons. Tries to make it where you cannot see her. And then she looks out. Quickly to the left and the right. Quickly to the left and to the right. If you let me finish what I'm saying. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) And darts right back in. And then... She steps off the elevator, and her hands make some of the weirdest motions. Yeah, I can almost like, it's hard to to describe it, but when you see it, it's like her elbows are locked and her fingers are out. Uh, Anyway, it's just, it's extremely weird. To me, it looks like someone is trying to find their way to their bed in an unfamiliar room in the middle of the night in pitch black darkness. She's reaching out to try 
to see what's in front of her, to feel what's in front of her. It, that's what it looks like to me. But it's, of course, there's a lot of bright lights on. The key to this whole thing is the doors to the elevator remain open, and that is one of the, the oddest things. The entire time she is on this elevator, the doors do not close. No, and her right arm can be seen going up to her head when she kind of exits to the left of the elevator, but she has placed, well, I'm sorry, she comes back in and then puts both hands on the side of the door. Then she goes to the control panel again, presses a lot more buttons, and then returns to the same wall that she had been on previously. And then you can see her putting her hands over her ears again, and she walks back to the section of the wall she had been standing before. She then turns to her right, begins rubbing her forearms together, then waves her hands out to her sides with her palms flat and fingers outstretched Mm -hmm. while bowing forward slightly and rocking. Well, it appears that she's rocking. And that's why this case is extremely strange. You could, once we get into the, the theories of what happened, you can hear us bring up her bipolar disorder. And maybe she had a manic episode. Maybe she didn't take her medicine. Maybe she didn't this. Maybe she didn't that. Maybe she just went plain old crazy. But guess what? I don't give a fuck how crazy you are. You cannot control elevator doors. Right. And that's what I was about to say is that you can see all of this in the video. And you can see her after she backs to the wall and walks away to the left. As soon, I'd say within a second or two, then finally the doors close. And that is in itself, is creepy as hell. Now, the video was reposted on a Chinese video sharing site called Yuku. I already told you that. God. (laughs) And it got over 40,000 comments in its first 10 days. I wasn't going to talk about the 3 million views, you peckerwood. Several theories evolved to explain Lisa's actions. And one was that she was trying to get the elevator to move in order to escape someone pursuing her. Others suggested that she was under the influence of ecstasy or some other party drug. And then yet another was like Coach said, because I pay attention, and she was having a psychotic episode. And they kind of reference her bipolar disorder in the uh, conversation she had with the bookstore owner saying that she was outgoing and friendly. She could have been in a manic episode at that time. And then what we see on the video is the other end of it. It still doesn't explain the doors. No, I agree with you. You got to take the doors out of there to make that make sense. So, I mean, I want to believe that it was just some regular old manic episode but i just can't buy that and if it's just some regular manic episode who and why who did it and why were was the footage doctored yeah and i had heard um necronomapod did an episode on this and they theorized that well mike theorized that it could have had someone on the video that they didn't want 
the hotel didn't want to be seen. But, but at the same time, he said you would if you were on the video and you didn't it, do anything wrong, you, you would want to come out and say, hey, yeah, I was there. Yeah, there's no no one has come forward to say that they were right. I agree. And, uh, that's why we you can pixelate people. You don't, and have, it's highly could, pixelated because if you look at the timestamp at the bottom, you can't yeah. hardly read that. No, you can't. And is that on purpose? I think it is. I think they. I think it's been doctored. I think it's. We know it's been edited. Yeah, it's been screwed. They've screwed with it. They, they, they. Someone messed with it. Someone did. If you're having to investigate a crime at that Cecil Hotel or, and you're relying on video evidence, you should know going into it that it's probably going to be <laughs> fucked up. Or, or once we get into the theories, maybe it wasn't doctored, but it was glitching out. From be- a magnetic anomaly? Because something strange was going on in the neighborhood. Oh, that would be even better. Who are you going to call? But I'm just saying... If once we get into that theory, dive down that rabbit hole, perhaps that explains the 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 footage being screwed up, is because it was work the the what she was trying to do was working. Yes, I agree. Okay, so during the search for Elisa, guests at the hotel began complaining that the water pressure this is horrid was low. They also claimed that the water was black and un- had a very sweet and unusual taste. Mm. No. Yeah. It's awful, awful. On the morning of February 19th, Elisa's body was found in one of four 1,000-gallon tanks providing water to the guest rooms, the kitchen, and the coffee shop. So they were drinking her decomposing body. Yep. The tank was drained and cut open since the maintenance hatches were too small to accommodate equipment needed to remove her body. She was found nude in the tank, but all of her clothing was found in the tank with her. Whether they were thrown in or she removed them while inside the tank is unknown. Now, the clothing that they find is... Basically, the clothing that you see in the video, if not very similar. Um, Her body, however, was coated with a sand-like particulate. Mm. Her watch and her room key were also found in the tank. And like Coach stated, her body was moderately decomposed and bloated. It was mostly greenish with some marbling evident on the abdomen. And some skin slippage evident. Mm-hmm. She also, um, during the autopsy, they're going to do um, a rape kit on her. And it's going to be uncovered that there is some prolapse happening. Her insides are starting to come outside. Horrible. Um, they did not divulge the evidence of said rape tape. Rape tape. Rape kit. (laughs) Or the toxicology report. However, it had, part of it had been leaked and it was because not enough of her blood had been preserved. But the ones that had been preserved showed traces of her prescription medication along with. I was going to say, they had to release some of the toxicology report because. They're going to release the fact that her med- some of her medication was found only in her liver, which means 
that she had taken her medication recently, just not that day, the day she died. Now, they did find uh, a very small quantity of alcohol, like 0.02%, something, something percent. I don't know. And I could not find in my research whether that was naturally occurring due to decomposition or if it was, I guess, consumed alcohol. Now, the investigation determined how she died, but did not offer how she got into the tank. Now, the doors and the stairs that access the roof are locked with only staff having passcodes and keys. Any attempt to force them supposedly would have triggered an alarm. However, the fire escape could have allowed her to bypass all of that if she had known about it. A video made by a Chinese user after Elisa's death that was posted to the internet shows the hotel roof was easily accessible via the fire escape and that two of the water tank lids were open according to Google Earth. Now, there's another question besides how she got there is how she could have gotten into the tank by herself because all of the tanks are four foot by eight foot cylinders propped up on concrete blocks. There are no fixed access points to them and hotel workers have to use a ladder to look at the water level. They are protected with a heavy lid that would be extremely difficult to replace from within. And if I remember correctly, wasn't it locked also? It was not. Okay. When um, the video is posted by the, the gentleman you're speaking of, he shows how easily accessible it is, and he actually finds two water tanks unlocked himself. Now, while we did state that police dogs searched through the hotel and on the roof, they did not go anywhere near the water tanks. Now, here's something... Um, Regardless of how she got into the water tank, if she was conscious and able while she was in there, she would not have been able to get out because it was the the level of the water was above her height. Her height. Yeah, she didn't have anything to lever leverage herself on to get the door. Yes, up. the door was too heavy. So if she would have reached up and able to touch the door to try to push it open, she simply would have pushed herself down. Yes. So once she's in there, she's in there, and she ain't going nowhere. All right, so theories abound about her behavior in the video. A lot of people would theorize that she was attempting to hide from someone looking for her and ultimately responsible for her death. While others stated that she was frustrated that the elevator had malfunctioned. But, I mean, even if it had. Why would you push all those buttons is my thing. Yeah, well. Now, others would state that she was under the influence of some illicit drugs and cocktails of illicit drugs that would not be detected in a normal tox screen. What drugs are not detected in a tox screen, though? They got, man, if they're a world... It's Skid Row, dude. Dude, there's like 64 panel drug tests. They test for... We're talking about LAPD. 
they test for stuff that beats the test. You know, that's how sophisticated the tests are now. Did I tell you that we're talking about the LAPD? You don't know shit about the LAPD except the Rodney King thing. <laughs> and the riots and the Koreans on the roof and uh, OJ. and OJ you know, did it. I know, that's that what I'm saying. That wasn't <laughs> LAPD's fault. Now, that was the jury's fault. You can't blame the LAPD for 12 assholes that got convinced that O.J. could possibly have not done it. True. I, I, I take back my previous statement. He's famous. He couldn't have killed her. That motherfucker killed her. If the glove don't fit, you must quit. Mm. Anyway. <laughs> don't get me started. I know, man. We could do a whole damn rant. All right. Now... Like Coach had previously stated, Elisa's Tumblr blog was updated. and Several times after her disappearance. Since her phone was not found with her body or in her hotel room, it was theorized that it had been stolen sometime around her death. Whether she does or, report on her blog that she had lost a cell phone, which is an odd... People really latch on to that because she didn't say her cell phone, my cell phone, yeah. or her cell phone. I would have said, I lost my cell phone, not a cell phone. So maybe she had two. Maybe she borrowed one. Who knows? I don't, I mean, I don't really, I mean, maybe it's something you should read into. Maybe it's not. Now, people have compared this to the plot of the 2005 horror film Dark Water. And this is a remake of an earlier Japanese horror film of the same name based on a 1996 short story by Koji Suzuki. But I, I mean, I think that that's more a coincidence than anything. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't really particularly take too much stock in it. But there's others that think that this was premonitions or whatever. Maybe someone copied that movie and made it happen in real life. That's what I was thinking when they when people referenced this. That's what I was thinking. Mm -hmm. In March of 2014, a little over a year after her death, the brothers Brandon and Philip Murphy sold a horror script, The Bringing, that uses the investigation into her death as a backstory for a fictional detective investigating a murder that his sanity slowly unravels. Mm. Well, investigating this case could definitely cause you to unravel. And in 2015, uh, the fifth season of American Horror Story was supposedly inspired by this case. I've never watched American Horror Story. I can't get behind it. It's just too... You've seen it? I tried to watch the first season. It's too... I just... That's not mine. Well, they're all different, too. That's... But that works really well in some cases. Like, if you watch Fargo, amazing. Every season of Fargo has been great, including this one with Chris Rock. So now we get into some of the theories out there, and there are a full gamut. You can go from common sense, mundane theory, to paranormal, and there's numerous paranormal theories out there. 
And then there's some conspiracy theories out there. So we'll start with the mundane. Yeah, so the obvious first one is she's having a manic episode. She, um, she's on a bad trip is another one. Yes. Well, yeah. Or the yeah that she's on drugs. She's in she's in a manic episode or whatnot. She's having weird, um, uh, weird occurrences. She thinks she's being stalked. She thinks something's after her. She wanders up to the roof, crawls in, drowns. No one else involved. That's number one. The other one with the drugs is it could be as simple as it's not illicit drugs or she's on a bad trip. A lot of people have theorized, and I would like to know, hadn't I couldn't find it, but that cocktail that she was on for her bipolar disorder, had she been on that for some time or is that new medicine that she had been taking mm, and just had a bad reaction yeah it's possible well, because if she'd also, been on at a time you can you can throw that away but also maybe it was off brand maybe she yeah got, because i know there are certain medicines fake medicine maybe somebody drugged her put well, ghb in her drink or something mrs arlo takes a thyroid medicine and we were told by the doctor do not take the generic it does not work as well mm-hmm. so yeah that is a well, good i'm not even talking about generic i'm talking about like counterfeit like people black market type shit well true and she could be taking some homemade remedies as well i mean she's from canada so she was used to getting her medicine for free maybe she ran out tried to get some in america and was like fuck i ain't paying that shit and found some black market stuff who knows? Or she could have went to, what are they, the little apothecaries and got some herbal things that just didn't Do, sit too well. Yeah, maybe. I mean, at this point, you cannot rule out rule anything. anything out. <laughs> All right. Now we get into a very odd theory. And this is the aforementioned elevator ritual game. Yep. And verse strange, ver verse strange. This is a game that was first theorized on Creepypasta on a Korean website and is considered to be the most dangerous and scary game ever that anyone can play. And it can make you enter a different world just by taking an elevator. Well, there's a little more to it. You need at least. One person. A building with 10 stories. Yes. You need an elevator, and you need at least one person to procure what is supposedly about to start. Mm-hmm. Now, again, this is a warning. If you want to go play the game, we suggest you don't. <laughs> <laughs> but like Coach said... The building that you are going to play it in must have at least 10 stories. So you're going to say, well, we don't recommend you play this. Then you're going to explain to them how to play it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) If any of our listeners happen to do this and you come back from the other side, please let us know what happened. Yes. We are not going to do it. Oh, God, no. You need to, A, step onto the elevator on the first floor alone or... You can have We're other. Not alone. Yeah, you can have someone else with you, but you will be accompanied by someone it's, in your journey. Yes. So first, you get on the elevator, press the button for the first, fourth. The first. The first. There's where you screwed up. Yeah. You got to go to the fourth floor, but you do not exit the elevator. Now, 
When the doors open on the fourth floor, you press the button for the second floor. Then repeat and press the button for the sixth floor. Go to the second floor again. Then go to the fifth floor. When you're on the fifth floor, a strange-looking lady will enter the elevator. Do not look or speak to her and always keep your eyes down because this lady is a paranoid, paranatural creature. If you look and or speak to her, she would take you away with her, so ignore her. I read that she follows you. Now you press the button to the first floor. The elevator goes up to the 10th floor instead yeah. of taking you to if the first. You, uh, if you've done this ritual right, the elevator's supposed to disobey your command. And upon opening the doors to the 10th floor, you have now reached the, quote, other world. And all you have to do is step forward to see the other world. The woman will start to ask, where are you going? Do not answer her. Just move forward to explore the other world. Now, all you have to do to get back to your world is remember how the hell you got to the other world and do it again. Now, if you pass out during the process and wake up in your own house, there's a chance that you'll be taken back to the other world. No, thanks. I'll take your word for it. So like we mentioned earlier, if the elevator game is legit and she was doing it, that could possibly explain the differences in the uh, the footage. It could have been glitching out because she's going into another dimension. You know? True. So that to me kind of would uh, explain the happenings of said video surveillance. So, also, there is a weird, even though that, you know, that, that may explain everything. Not that the elevator game was weird enough. No, not that. Not, not. Let's keep it less supernatural and more conspiracy. Mm-mm. Like military industrial complex. Yes, exactly. There is um, another rumor, a theory about what happened. It's a theory that maybe, just maybe, she stumbled upon something and saw something she shouldn't have seen. And maybe she was snuffed out because of it. Maybe she was killed and then stuffed into the water tank. Well, actually, there's a there's a thick, there's another one. But let's let's do the let's do that one first. There's a rumor that she was killed and stuffed in that water tank in order to spread tuberculosis through water. Because not long after her disappearance, I remember that in yeah. Skid Row, You're right. which is close by, there is going to be a TB outbreak. And which is not unheard of in that type of area, but, but it is quite odd that it just so happens to coincide with this incident. Mm-hmm. And Miss Elisa Lamb dies, found in the water tank, TB breaks out, Big Pharma gets people to purchase their TB tests 
to make sure they don't have it. They make a whole bunch of money. And just so happened that one of the tests that is being sold was developed in Canada at the university she was attending. And the name of that test is the Lamb Elisa. Yeah. Yeah, I I had seen that. That is crazy. That came out pretty quick after the body was discovered, too. And that's where they, a lot of people jump in on um, one of the movies, because I think in one of the movies, uh, something similar happens as well. I'm trying to find. And the the Lamb Elisa test, and I am going to horrifyingly butcher this. But in an exceptionally odd coincidence, it ain't just, it's not named after her. They didn't just reverse her name and like, we're fucking clever as shit. <laughs> They'll never guess. The lamb is, stands for <laughs> L-I-P-O-A-R-A-B-I-N-O-M-A-N-N-A-N. Liporambiomanon. Pretty good. Horrible. That's the lamb. The Elisa is the enzyme-linked immunosorbent assay. So just by happenstance does stand for stuff, but so just by happenstance, I can make up words and throw consonants together. Well, I mean, it's like it would be crazy though. I mean, how? I mean, I believe in coincidences; they happen all the time. But Jesus Christ, how can you have? Well, the coach died. And an acronym like, of the coach. Like the coach died and this disease breaks out, so you have to take coach the test. Like and it stands what? for <laughs> like what? Like what? I don't like Yeah, we gotta take the coach the test and the the coach died? That <laughs> what? Like how crazy of a coincidence could that possibly be? But there you have it. I mean it it it, it those at least is an acronym for something. It's, but to put a huge deterrent in that, but you can easily say, well, they just doctored the report. She was found negative of tuberculosis. She did not die of tuberculosis. She did not have it in her system. And though tuberculosis is certainly an airborne disease, it ain't. It's a much easier to contract through someone coughing and sneezing than it is for you to drink somebody's decomposing body that's been infected by it. But it's not out of the question. It's not out of the question, but Jesus Christ, that is insane. Like, Elisa Lamb dies, so now you have to take the the Lamb Lamb Elisa test. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, but wow. Okay, so getting back to... The theory we abandoned once I remembered that one. There's also a theory that Elisa stumbled upon something and saw something she wasn't supposed to see. And there is an a company that, ha, that has their address registered to the Cecil Hotel. And that company is the Invisible Light Agency. And if you, it's hard to find information on them, but they're supposedly an FX company. But may it's been rumored that they have po- they possibly helped develop 
um, they possibly helped develop cloaking technology for the government. And perhaps Elisa stumbled upon that and wasn't supposed to see it, and therefore she had to get it eliminated. And as crazy as that sounds, if you look at the video and you have the thinking in mind, there is someone there but is invisible to the naked eye. It would explain her it movements. It explains her movements. And it explains. Trying to f- reach out and touch something that isn't there. And her peeking around the corner. Peeking around the corner. It explains that. And it can also possibly explain the fact that the doors didn't shut. Maybe they were obstructing the door. And the sensors registered them because it, the laser didn't travel through them. It reflected off of it. So as far-fetched as that theory is, it does provide the best explanation for the video. And that's fucking crazy. Yeah. Because, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. And then maybe that company offed her, took her phone, kept updating it, didn't know where to put her, decided to put her in the fucking water tank. Yeah. And then... Uh, I mean, I don't know. That's that's insane. But without knowing anything about this case, this case is insane. Just knowing the facts that you can state unequivocally. W- woman disappeared. Had a weird video. Found in a water tank. None of that makes sense. No. None of it. But, I mean, I don't have any answers. What do you, I mean. I don't have any answers either. The, I, I'm not saying that it's out of the question. I of the three things that we just discussed, I don't. I would put the elevator game at the bottom. The cloaking, I would put number one B, and then the one A would have to be the Lisa Lamb test. But probably the most logical would be that she suffered some kind of break with her bipolar disorder. But that doesn't account how she got into the water tank by herself. It doesn't account for the doors. No, it doesn't. It, I mean, if I can see her, I can see her losing her shit and finding her way into the water tank by accident. I can see her in a, uh, drug-induced psychosis and finding her way to the um, water tank. But I don't see the doors malfunctioning. Or maybe it was just too... Maybe everything that happened happened with her psychosis and there was also a a technical glitch and the doors didn't close. Maybe that fueled her psychosis. Maybe... That's why she was looking out the doors. Maybe that she's trying to figure out the fuck's going on. But that doesn't explain why the, 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 but if you take all of that into account, it doesn't explain why the tapes are doctored. No. And that's my biggest thing about the tapes is why were they edited? Mm -hmm. Was it just, it could be as simple as it, the tapes are all garbled and it's kind of not pixelated, but kind of messed up. And then they just cut that out so that it looks smoother. But at the same time, let that 
you know, let that information out. Hey, we had to cut a bunch of garbage out because you couldn't see anything. But again, we don't answer questions. We pose more. And there is a ton of questions here. And if you've never... I mean, and if you... You can see why this is a famous case because this is seven years ago. So this this Facebook's alive and well, Instagram, uh, uh, iPhone. I mean, it's just to have something this deep of a mystery with technology the way it is, is just insane. And if you're going to throw out the cloaking because who does that at a hotel, think about Nikola Tesla. He did all of his experience experiments later in life at that hotel. So, you know, it's not out of the question. Again, we're not answering. We're posing more. If you've never heard of this case and you are intrigued, please jump on YouTube, everywhere else, and research it. You will chase that rabbit for a while. Oh, there's no, there's no, there's no bottom. No, to no. This one, you can. You can get lost in your own thoughts. Yeah. Like, but, I mean, and just the the key to a really good mystery like this, and I've, we've said it in a few other cases, is the fact that you can almost solve it. Almost put all the pieces together. But there's that one but that's the outlier. there's one that doesn't make, no matter what combination you put all the evidence in, one thing won't make sense. Because it's true. You can even just... It's a manic episode. It's a manic episode. But what about the doors? Okay, well, the doors, it's a malfunction and a manic episode. Okay, then why was the tapes doctored? What happened to the tapes? Uh, it was the elevator game. Okay, well, then why didn't it show the lady? Well, you know, it kind of almost explains. Uh, but it doesn't explain how she got in the water. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't explain how that happened. And then the cloaking doesn't explain the missing evidence. Yeah, I mean, this it almost can solve this, but you're never, we're never going to put them all together and make it make sense. No. Nothing is going to make sense. All right. We beat this one to death. I think we did a great job. I agree. I'm so very sad that she's gone, and it's a sad situation, and it's extremely sad for anyone that lived through it but tasted that water. That is just disgusting. God, I would have to have mental health. Yeah. So, recommendations this week? Uh, uh, didn't I say something earlier? Oh, yeah. I'm going to recommend the TV show Fargo. If you have Hulu, it's on. It's on. Every season's on there, so you can find it, because the FX on Hulu. So, every season's on there, or you can watch the current season with Chris Rock. It's a very good show. They are very loosely tied together, To the also to the movie Fargo. But, I mean, it has extremely different every season and it's very good very good so that's my recommendation well i'm going to that are justified for the 12th time or deadwood i didn't realize how many people from deadwood was actually in justified oh dude it's it's insane like if you're a huge fan of the show deadwood and you watch justified or sons of anarchy you're gonna see the whole cast yeah of Deadwood. Like the craziest one was on uh, Sons of Anarchy. The female lawyer who's all prim and proper, that's Calamity Jane in Deadwood. That's that, I couldn't believe that. And then also, 
Breaking Bad has about four or five people from Deadwood. Uh, Walter White's wife was in Deadwood. Yeah. And then the guy that played um, the gold, the prospector. Yeah, he's in all three of them. He's in all three of them, yeah. Yeah. I mean, but my recommendation, I'm going to copy Coach on this one, and I'm going to recommend that chapter. He did a great video on the Elisa Lamb. If you get on YouTube and type in Elisa Lamb, you'll you lose can at least be there all day. Months. We're talking Kaylee Elise did a great one. Rob Gavon or Rob, um, what did he used to call himself? Rob Dyke. Yeah. Used to be Rob Dyke. Now it's Rob Gavon. He did a great one on it. Uh, Matt Santoro, I'm sure, did a great one on it. Uh, you can find videos, scary mysteries, uh, Lazy Masquerade, like all the great true crime YouTube channels has done this. Well, Coach. Including, uh, what was that one you did the last ep- the last episode? Brain Scratch. Brain Scratch. Brain Scratch is done. Uh there's been many podcasts as well. I referenced Necronomapod did a great episode. It was one of their bonus episodes that they released. Um, those guys do a great job. It's it's well documented case. It's it's very well covered. Um, again, if you if you are just now hearing about this, I'm just looking it up. It's like Cold Case Detective, that chapter, Ken, Kendall Ray, um, Buzzfeed. Um, Unsolved, CBS News, Med Brothers. I mean, there's tons of videos on this case. Yeah. Well, you got anything else for us there, Kitch? Uh, please like and subscribe. Please tell a friend. Please give us a five-star review. And if, you, if you're kind enough to donate on Patreon, that would be amazing. So, But I appreciate every single solitary person that watches watches i'm sorry i'm just looking at youtube <laughs> that listens and uh just you know get some feedback if you got a case let us know if you got a criticism let us know just get in touch with us man we enjoy the hell out of it and we appreciate every single one of you and with that said boys and girls deuces <laughs>